put on the thing. Oops, that's the wrong one. We got a new sponsor to include them. There we go. You ready to go, Steve? Yep. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is <laughs> You roboted so hard and then it cleared up and you were freaking out. So what is going uh, on, Steve? I'm Do Steven. the intro. This is 60 cycle hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. So glad we're recording both sides of this. <laughs> that won't be on the <laughs> podcast. All right. Uh first ad is not really well, it's kind of an ad. <laughs> this was sent by Doug Bishop. Uh, <laughs> here's there's an no, idea there's no copy for this there's no description it's just a series of photographs of an acoustic guitar and an elderly woman i i think that's fair to call her elderly in appearance uh yeah, yeah. holding the guitar up vertically on the couch while trying to obscure herself and hide from the camera so that you can't see her and it's just comical <laughs> here's an idea don't lean you don't put your guitar on your couch you know i'm looking, on the floor i'm looking at it like there's no reason to hold the one up in the case she didn't need to hold that there's no reason to hold the one up not in the case yeah Just angle it better that's a freaking corduroy couch dude that guitar is not going anywhere that is the safest place in the world for that guitar it is never gonna fall off what do you think about that tat on grandma's wrist? What? Did she have a tat? Look at that tat. I don't see a tat. On the on the on her left hand in the first picture. Uh, the other left hand. That looks like a bracelet or something. Enhance. Enhance. Enhance it's a watch. It, huh? It's a watch, but I wanna I wanna imagine that it's a tat. It's you want, a watch. You just wanna think about a tattooed grandma. Yeah. This is a 12-string guitar, too. Do you think Grandma played this guitar, but now she wants to sell it, or is she holding it for someone? I think she's doing a favor for a, a, a household family member that's like, Hey, Grandma, can you help me hold this up for my photos? But, uh, Grandma, don't be in my photos. That'll be weird. And she starts ducking behind the couch like this. And like, the person taking the pictures is like, I'm just going to roll with it. This is hilarious. All right. How much would you pay for this grandma? <laughs> well, I think I could use her around the garage for helping me with photo shoots and stuff. I mean, to be fair, I mean, she is doing it. That guitar is held up. You can see the guitar. I, I cropped the photos quite a bit to put emphasis on the grandma holding the guitar up. Um, There's a broken string. They're selling this with a broken string. It doesn't matter. You're too distracted by the, the, uh, the hand model in the photo. You also get some nice shots of, the, of what's going on in the background. We've got a creepy doll. We've got an got American flag, some sort of old-timey lamp. There's a piano back there. It very well might be this grandma's guitar. She's got, got she's got kind of robust fingers like she might be a player. Uh, do you think she painted this her nails just for this photo shoot? Oh, that's totally possible. She she went down to the salon and got uh, fancied up for this, and then she I, I got. Wanna, and then I like the back, a, I like the backstory we're cooking up, and then and then she got real shy once the camera got out. And I was like, I don't want to show my face. I'm too I really, pretty. I really want. Uh, I really want somebody to like pitch this ad. Uh, you know how like the gross thing whenever like the people on eBay they get like the bikini models and whatever to hold their guitar. Uh -huh. You know, and then it's like, oh, how much? And then you post, you know, people post it in Facebook groups and be like, and people be like, oh, I don't care about the guitar. How much for the woman? Oh, does she come with the guitar? That's this one. I don't care about the guitar. How much for the grandma? <laughs> I don't I, have any grandmas, man. Listen, I'm, listen I'll throw in an extra 50 bucks if you can include an apple pie with this guitar. There we go. <laughs> I want hard candy and hugs with every My grandma purchase. was a peach cobbler. Mm. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but, you know, it's the same in your tummy. All right, let's move on to the next ad. I, I, we really are looking at this just because the, the photo is so hilarious. I want to see people doing this in their ads. I want to see you grandmawing 
in your ads. Uh, so send me uh, send me examples of you doing that in your Craigslist and Reverb ads. You do <laughs> you doing the granny here? <laughs> Hashtag granny shot. Uh, I thought we're talking about sports. Hashtag uh, grandma stand. <laughs> Those are all terrible ideas. All right, here's another ad. Uh, this was found by Donvan Ford. Um, right. This is a 1973 Greco. And it's actually for sale by our friends over at Mojo Stompboxes. So they are the oh, ones very cool. who cleaned it up and they've got it for sale down there in the land down under. Uh, this is a Greco with a some sort of Jazzmaster trim going on. Yeah, some kind of vintage uh like kind of like import take on a Jazzmaster trim, but it's like I I really want to know, maybe Mojo's in here. Uh I really want to know if any routing is going on underneath that or if it is fully surfaced mounted over the guitar. Because it looks like yeah. it could just be surface mounted, but I'd think that the spring would need some sort of routing into the body. I've often thought too, like, like if I get a Les Paul, maybe I don't want a Les Paul Les Paul. Maybe I want to get one of these, like, lawsuit guitars to have something more unique. And this definitely hits that unique vibe. Yeah. Bold. Oh, this is wild. That pickup configuration is stock. Yeah. I mean that 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 bridge pickup is something else. Let's zoom in on that. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it was uh like that was like a modified, but it is not. I'm wondering if that bridge, that roller bridge is aftermarket to go with the trim. I bet it is. But yeah, you've got this crazy uh humbucker. It's a it's a square. It is a square with a cover, but then it's got cutouts for the uh, the white bobbins in there, and then one of them has giant square pole pieces, really funky, wild looking design, and then you've got a pretty standard looking chrome cover with a Greco stamped in it for the neck pickup. It's a, it's a classy look. There's a lot to like as far as the looks of this guitar go, you know. Yeah, and then you so add the, in that crazy trim. I wonder if you can even find a bar for that. The downer on this one is the. Uh... The neck pickup doesn't work. Uh, I bet you could fix it. Yeah. Or I bet you could even just take that cover off and put it onto another pickup, you know? Mm, there you go. Have you ever pulled the cover off of a humbucker? No, but it, I've looked at it. They're, they're held on by like two solder points. Yeah, it sucks. Does it suck? You've done it? Yeah, yeah I did it and um, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing it with the Firefly to try to like get rid of the microphonic thing going on, but at the end of the Ooh. day, I was like, I don't care enough. <laughs> I actually did it on some on some Les Paul pickups because I was trying to figure out how old they were. Ah, um, so I took them, I took the cover off and I put them back on and I sold them. Um, it's it's some work and if they're potted in the process of oh yeah if they're potted then yeah there's a ton of like wax in there the wax starts falling out of it yeah the um, the the firefly ones that I was talking about no no wax in those so it would yeah. just they would have just fallen right off four hundred and thirty three bucks and twenty three cents uh, obviously shipping is gonna be ridiculous because it's coming from Australia for us but if you're not if you're down under. I don't know. I think that's an attractive price for something that looks unique. It's a bolt-on. It's a bolt-on version of a Les Paul. But I don't think that would dissuade me. If this thing plays fun, it's a looker. I mean, that's, you know, that's Epiphone prices right there to get something really yeah. unique. Yeah. No, I think this is a cool pickup. Uh, I think this is a, this is a, you know, I don't know how that price works. Shipping, obviously, like you said, is killer, but if you're yeah. down there. If you're already there, I mean, yeah. I, I I say I'm curious in it. I'm curious Mojo, for it. Mojo Stompboxes gets probably, like, the coolest. How do they do that? How do they get so much wild, cool stuff in? 
Like I think it's just because of the proximity between Australia and and Japan. There's a lot of like, they just have a lot of access in it. You know, yeah. From what I've from what I've heard, it's one of these things where it's like, you know, they can get really cool Japanese stuff like this, but, but then, then they can't like, they get pay, like a squire. Yeah, they pay like double for like a Mexican Fender. <laughs> It's was, like we pay 500 for a Mexican Fender. They pay like 900 or whatever. I was talking to a viewer who's in Brazil on the old Instagram chat the other day. And uh, he was saying that if you take a Squire down to Brazil, they sell for the equivalent of like 1,200 American. Dang. Yeah. For, you know, just like a classic vibe. And I'm just going to. That got my wheels turning. I was like, I'm going to go down to Brazil. I'm going to take two guitars with me. It's gonna pay for my trip. Yeah, Flip City. <laughs> Flip City. I take my whole family with me. We'll all have squires under our arms. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Edith, you you have a you have a guitar with you. <laughs> We're a traveling family band. No big deal, you know. Yeah, she plays. It's Nothing a, to see here. It's a bass six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would, like I've got the ukulele. Edith has a five-string jazz bass. Henry's got a bass six. <laughs> Lauren's got a jumbo acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> we go down to Brazil, have a nice family vacation, but we spend a full day <laughs> selling guitars, apparently. <laughs> oh, man. I've got nothing left to say about this. What do you? What about? How about you? I got nothing. What's new, man? Um... I don't have anything new. Oh, I bought a pedal. Oh, you know, talk, should I talk about that? Talk about the pedal you bought, dude. Of course, talk uh, about I don't that. have it yet. Uh, but I bought a Caroline. Even uh, if you had it, you're not going to open it for like a year and a half. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, no, I bought a Caroline Haymaker. Oh, fun! You didn't have yeah. one of those already. No, I actually don't have any of their drives. This is this will be my oh. first Caroline drive. Is a their dynamic drive, whatever that means. It means it's dynamic, Steve. Yeah. It means it has a range of drives that it does based I on the guess. dynamics of your playing. It's like an envelope drive. <laughs> uh I fixed the pedal. Remember oh, last yeah? remember last week I was talking about what a disappointment this was? Yep. Well, uh, someone started messaging me about it. and was like, hey, I think I can fix that for you. I opened it up to send them pictures, and I started looking inside. It's like, hey, I can see a few things in here that aren't connected. So I connected them real quick, and it started to work. <laughs> so I spent some time uh, making it work as best as I could, and it actually works now. It's a wah. Weird, right? Crazy. I've had this thing on the shelf for like two or three years now, and suddenly I've got a wah that works. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Are you, you on your 5G, on your Steve? What's that? Are you on your 5G? I'm on I'm on the hard line. Oh, you're on the hard line. People are saying you don't have enough pixels. Whatever. It's just the it's the I don't know. I can turn on another light. Hey man, you're just lucky you got internet. I woke up this morning without internet and I don't think it's your light, dude. I think it's I think it's your connection. You I your audio more keeps, or less pixels. Your audio keeps roboting on my side, so that's weird. Yeah. Everything is nice and perfect on my side. You got uh, you got the luck of the draw this week with, uh, with the bad well, you, connection. You said your internet was trashing out. So. It's good now. They, they they were working on it in the neighborhood or something, and I just woke up to no internet. So I'm all, I'm all, I'm all fine now. Uh, anything else new we want to talk about? Um. That's a no. <laughs> oh, I launched uh, my travel series oh, yeah. that I've been teasing forever because I filmed it like two months ago. <laughs> but I've got two episodes of that up already. People seem to really like it. It's got a fun intro on it where I'm pretending to be, you know, a Guy Fieri, Anthony Bourdain travel show type guy. And people seem really soaked on it, on it, and uh, it's getting lots of views. So I'm pretty happy about that. It, it feels good to work really hard on something and have it actually work out in a way. Yeah, know? yeah. I like. I really like that uh, that video. That little video. Which intro one you did? 
Like just the intro. Oh, the intro. Yeah. I don't watch yeah, the yeah. full video. I, I just watch the clips. You should watch the sire one so you can have opinions on the sire bases. Mm. I've heard they're really good. I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know everything about bass, but I, I thought it was fun. All right. Should we, uh, should we, uh, you know, pay some bills around here? Yeah, this first uh, sponsor is uh, Tour Gear Designs. Yeah, this is a new sponsor for us. Uh, they're sponsoring that content as well, the uh, the road case videos. Uh, yeah. But uh, they wanted to do the podcast as well, and uh, I'm not going to say no. So Tour Gear Designs, they've got these super teeny tiny uh, soldered molded plastic patch cables with like the flat cable on them. Uh, yeah. I've got some in the mail on their way to me, they got stuck in Chicago for a while. Um, but I'm super excited to check them out. Uh, they look really convenient and really small and compact. And uh, yeah, they look really great. And uh, guess what? There's a discount code, guys. Click the link in the description for this episode and you will get 10% off. And order. if you spend $100, then you're going to get free shipping. shipping. Free ship? Hashtag free, free ship. ship. <laughs> so yeah, if you're interested in some patch cables that look really cool, like I said, I don't have personal experience with them yet, but I mean, they look great. What could yeah, go wrong, right? They're so small. They're so small. Oh. I, the thing that I like about them too is that they're not just small in the uh, in the head where the uh, the shaft is attached to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's there's not a big nub hanging off of them to the cable, you know. So yeah. they're they're, they're almost. Exactly the same as like a solderless patch cable. Do I have any of those floating around over here? No, I don't. <laughs> I've got these here. I can illustrate it with this Hosa that I have here. Hosa's got a similar like flat cable molded plastic thing. But you can see the plug itself. It's kind of long. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a long plug. Uh, it'll be interesting to compare them side by side and see that tiny little plug that sticks out. It looks like half the size of this. Definitely looks really tiny. Yeah. But these flat cables are really to cool pancake. too. Yeah. I, I like the, the flat for, uh, for wrapping around pedals and stuff. And they just kind of go really neat and tidy. So anyways, big thanks to tour gear designs. Click the link joke. Go check them out. Please <laughs> show the sponsor that yeah. these, uh, that these episodes drive traffic for their first spot here and yeah, uh, head on over to uh tour gear designs slash discount slash 60 cycle home or click the link below. Yep. Clicking the link will definitely do it for you. All right. I just clicked it five times. So I get 50% off. Right? <laughs> That's how it works. I'm going to pull up this screen that I have here. Oh yeah. This, uh, this topic was sent by Aiden gray. Um, this is a, well, uh, he, Aiden found an ad for a used guitar that had been fixed up, and it was uh, originally built by this company, FN Guitars. I was like, I've never heard of this company. I have got to check this out. So I w went over to the site and I'm like, okay, <laughs> we have to talk about this on the show as, as the uh, as the topic. I'll go to the homepage here. Um, guitars. We'll go to electric guitars. They are on point for like just being funny and self-aware with their model names. Their Les Paul is the model less custom. And a different version of that is the model old less. We're, what we're looking at here is uh, kind of like import knockoff guitars that are very affordable. Like these two Les Pauls are 449 and 419. They have a P90 version for 330. Yeah, the less P90. Less P90. Uh, the, those, their Strat variation is called the Start. <laughs> no, the, be the best one is the Telecaster copy. <laughs> the <laughs> Where is it? The Smelly. Yeah. You want that butterscotch Smelly? There it is. Yeah. And apparently just, they say that that's, that name is not because of the way the guitar smells, but because of the way the bars smell that all the oh guys gosh. who play these guitars are in, all the, the honky-tonk smell. Yeah, there's a lot of fun in, in all the, the copy for these. I really love the start thing because that's like the a common typo with all the used ads we see. Like, oh, come by the start. 
Yeah. It's just what Siri wants you to write instead of Strat. The old start. Yeah. For two, I mean, 260. Uh, got a I mean, these are all import, import, like, budget-style guitars. 260, I mean, it's probably going to be similar to any Amazon guitar that's in that price range that's off-brand. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, Axel. The old smelly. Reason. I love old smelly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a telly with a P90 in the neck. I just pointy. The, I like I like the pointy. That's a fun one. It's like they they are this brand is self aware, and is not afraid to just be like, hey, here's a joke. You want to buy this thing? It's cheap. There's an a GSCH. I don't know what that stands for. It's uh, an SG. It's just backwards. What what is the what are the the second part is just if there's only one color. So this is a cherry oh. SG. Okay, it's a cherry. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's a GS cherry. Okay, now I understand. Yep. Uh the JZM, this was the model that was in the ad. Not that funny of a name here, but uh I don't know, it looks it's funny. The, it's like an it's offset the, thing. It's the Jism. The Jism. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, they should have spelled their... it out so I would get it. All of their Steve uh, is always reading about Jism, so he was quick on the draw with that one. All a lot of their uh, copy is is kind of bizarre. They talk about, you know, of course, with the name FN, their quality control manager is Jack Gently. Jack oversees all FN quality control and customer service on all our FN guitars. Jack also has several years' experience in the music industry, including a stint as a guitarist for the Stray Cats. Oh wow. So he's he's uh he's done some stuff. I mean, if you can play with the stray cats, and you've got to have chops, right? Let's go. I'm they have to... bass guitars and ukuleles too. Uh, I am not. I cannot get this. I'm not seeing this verified. I do not know what is real and what is false. E J B. Yeah, it, yeah, it could totally be false. Uh, nope. Apparently, the owners' names are F and N. Interesting. Uh, they don't know guard. anything about these guys. Don't really know anything about effing guitars, but no one would hire them, so they decided to start their own effing company. So they would each have an effing job to go to every effing morning. <laughs> As a pair, they are a powerful team who can count all the way to forty if they have if they both have their shoes off. <laughs> See, this is this is what we need. <laughs> like the 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 Chinese like import off brand companies to do like. Hire someone to do humorous stuff. Get some like American dudes who don't give no dams at all to name your stuff and be in on the joke. These ukes actually look kind of interesting. These solid body ukes. Yeah. The uke start. Yeah. Did you see, have you seen the shirt on that page? Oh, I like the, the kid throwing up lucky uh, penny. It's, uh, it's, I think it says, don't make me uke. <laughs> or no you make me it's you make me want to it's you make me want a uke you make me want a uke that's yeah. a good guitar i don't know who these guys are but i feel like we got to have them on the show or something these this this person these people have they have some humor to them i love the get your hands off my effing guitar shirt man I might i'm looking at their i'm looking at the these, retailer they sell through these goofballs and and they actually, I think, sell for even cheaper than what's listed here. <laughs> this is just the placeholder site, so you can look up information. You go, you go to uh, Alibaba, and everything's like twenty percent off. Huh? Well, no, this is this is a store called Butler Music. You can get the old blast for two forty. Well, there you go. Um, I'm looking for the the deluxe. I don't see the deluxe on here right now. Two forty, yeah, that's that's way cheaper than four twenty. Yeah. Nice. But you know, this is uh I don't I don't know. Let's see, it says FN guitars. These guitars are available now from our US distributor Butler Music and they are in stock and ready to ship. Um so Butler Guitar Butler Music is the only store that sells these. I kind of wonder um Who wrote, if, who wrote the Book of Love? Yeah, I wonder, wonder who. Yeah. Um, no, I just wonder, like, is this a situation where, like, the guys who run this store were also like, you know what, like, 
we should we could get some of these, you know, like a cheap a budget line basically. Right, right. right. Um and but like let's put our own name on it. Yeah, let's totally. Like, let's have fun with of, it. Instead uh, of you know, so these are just like uh JB player or whatever like import guitar there well, who, whoever's making for jay terser or something you know yeah but like i said it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter no, right not at like all. the point is is that this is what like you said like this is what we've been saying like for a while that these companies should be doing and this is really clever but at the same time it's also just like um it's also the whole thing with uh um I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> it's the whole thing with like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fun. Uh, I'll have to check out the, uh, what is it? Music Butler site. You said. Butler music. Butler music.com. I'll have to get over on Ask but- Jeeves. And yeah. Find Butler music.com. They're, they're a store. They they sell PV. They sell PRS. They sell Jackson. Oh, interesting. Sell, okay, so it is like a it's like a store store. And then like yeah. let's have let's have a budget line to have an in store brand, and this is just it. Well, that's that's like what I. It's their Harley that, Benton. That's what I wonder, right? Like I I yeah. can't confirm that they have the Squire Paranormal Tornados. Damn. Hey, maybe I should hit him up and be like, hey, send me one of those squires and throw in an effing guitar and I'll review it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's cool. I, I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check these out some more. I mean, if the if the old less is that cheap, then I bet the strats are like really, really cheap or the starts. <laughs> the starts. <laughs> Got to get me one of them starts or you one need of those. a new start. Smellies, get a smelly, a butterscotch smelly, <laughs> or one of those ukes. I don't know. Like I need more stuff around here, though. You definitely need another uke. <laughs> I think I might actually have one on the way. Donner, I, Donner I pedals like, was like, "Hey, you want to check out any of our ukes or anything?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, send me a uke because I need more ukes floating around the house." <laughs> they're ja- they're jazz based. The EJB is actually really interesting looking because it it's is. got a. It's got the um, controls directly mounted to the body. Um, yeah, but then that that pit guard. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of an interesting look. Let's see if I can see a better shot of it if I go to the buy now. Watch it, like, automatically. Oh, the page you requested cannot be found. You can't even buy this thing off of here. <laughs> you broke it. Yeah, it won't let me oh, see Oh, yeah, it. some, of the, links, some of, of the links don't work. Some of the links are funky. Um, Let's try the red one. Or is that the one I already tried? I can't remember. Nope. Whatever. But yeah, it's got the it's got the controls in the body, but it has the cutout and the pick guard for the plate that would be there. So it leaves like this kind of crazy angular design to the pick guard, which I kind of like. Yeah. It's quirky in a way, you know. Yeah, and again, that the price on this site, that three ninety nine, that's actually MSRP. So these are yeah. two. The jazz bases are two thirty. I found a sunburst Damn. one on Butler. They can't be great. These cannot be great instruments. And, and you know, they, they break a, a graphics rule that I have, in that they put a guitar in their logo on the headstock, oh, which yeah. I think is always tacky. Yeah, to have a guitar in your logo that goes on your headstock. Ugh, I don't like it. <laughs> but I don't know if if you've got a little bit of money around and you want to scratch an itch and do something stupid. I think it's a fun site. And I think it's a fun brand, and I can tell that they don't take themselves too seriously. So that's that's pretty neat. Um, next ad? Do we want to do another ad? Yes. Yes. I had to look at my list. <laughs> this is a Jazz Master. This was sent by Adam Dolhanek. Uh, it says this is the jazz master of your dreams. The only thing that this that is original is the body, which is a J Mascus. The pickups are Mojo pickups, UK gold foils. The pickguard was custom, uh, custom cut to fit them. The pots were all swapped out for better stuff too. The neck is warm moth. I true oil finished it with five coats. I swapped the Squire trim for a matching gold version. 
I also had a bridge custom cut to match the Warmoth fretboard radius. If you know the J-Mask smile, then you know that the Tom bridge causes a lot of problem with the fender radius neck. So a list of a bunch of, of all the things that they did. I mean, it oh, looks very the sharp. Neck information from Warmoth. I just can't get behind a thousand dollars. No, on this. plus eighty dollars shipping. So really, you're looking yeah. at eleven hundred dollars. Um, this, I think, this is inspiration bait right here. You look at this and you're like, oh, oh, maybe I'd do something like that on my guitar. Because yeah. what we're looking at is a squire. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is the J Mascus, which is a nice squire, um, but it's not like it's worth a ton of money. You can still get them pretty affordable, and they're great. It just has a bunch of upgrades thrown on it. You might not want any of those upgrades. I think the pickups look really sharp, but you might not want those. Uh, Here's, and, then it's got, I have two. and then it's got a parts neck on it, a warm-off neck, which I know that it's not cheap, but it's not like it doesn't turn a $400 guitar into a $1,000 guitar. Yeah. Uh, the bridge, again, you know, this bridge is... Uh custom cut but the issue is you know it's custom cut which means it it looks like it cannot be intonated right and it looks like it's some sort of weird just wrap over bridge yeah it's not intonated. yeah i mean i mean maybe maybe it was custom cut in the you know uh, custom cut to be relatively intonated um i so i actually i i have two specific gripes with this guitar here we go uh, one, the neck and, well, actually three, I guess, uh, the, the neck and lays don't look gr that good to me. I, um, yeah, they look kind of cheap. The neck itself looks kind of cheap cause it looks unfinished yeah. and raw. And, it, and it's a, it's a good brand. It's, it's warm off, but, right. but it's some, some finishing required, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's finished. It's true oil. Yeah. But so you know, it's, it's I, theoretically... I, there, it needs something to, to put it over the top to make it look yeah, it doesn't. It just look, it looks a little dry, but that's how it is. Um, it's one of those things where I don't know what I would have put on it, but this is going to sound dumb. I feel like this sounds dumb. Lay it on me, uh, man. But from like an aesthetic perspective, I don't want to pay a thousand dollars for a guitar with a blank headstock. That's fair. That's um, fair. At least put. I'm not. At I'm, least put like a joke thing on there. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Like I'm not saying it has to have anything in particular. It's just you could say effing guitar. I don't right, know. Right, right, right. As long as it's not effing guitar with the guitar in the background. Right. Um, so, no, you know, but, I think in this case, if you are doing a one-off custom, put a photo of the guitar on the headstock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then the other part of this with is... With the tiger uh, sticker and all, like just shrunk down. And then that guitar has a photo of and it goes on and on forever. If you have a microscope, you can look like 15 guitars deep. Here's the issue that I have also. This, so this is issue three. My original two were the blank headstock and this one. What's going on with that tiger sticker? I kind of like the tiger sticker. Well, you're wrong. I know. Um, There's at least it's not like an anime sticker. It's a tiger. No, my issue isn't even that it's a tiger sticker. Like the issue isn't that it's a tiger. It's that it's like a relic to tiger. That's because everything else. Oh on yeah, this guitar is missing clean. the face. This tiger is a a five day old temporary tattoo. <laughs> like something I've been thinking about, like trying is busting out the Dremel. And trying my hand at like engraving a pit guard. Ooh. And like putting my own little designs on a pit guard and then like like flooding the channel with a little bit of enamel paint or something like that. Ah. But I think like you know, do like the Firebird thing where it's got the little Firebird logo right. on the pit guard. I or think... you could just get a get like a three tone. Yeah, exactly. Like a, and car uh, carve down white, to the black. black. White. Yeah. Yeah, white, black, white, and carve it all the way through the top layer. Yeah. There you go. I have a feeling I'd do a real sloppy job of it, but I've got scrap pick cards on here that I can experiment Super with. classy. Uh, but if Aesthetics if, plus three. If this thing had like a laser engraved tiger on the anonized pick guard, Ooh. that would look pretty, pretty sharp. I would be into that. I mean, with these colors, why even a tiger? These are like lion colors. Put a lion on there. You know? Some sort of majestic lion. 
<laughs> no, I've got I've got nowhere to go off of that. Yeah, you're not lying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Who did he? Uh, these were Mojo pickups, right? Yeah, Mojo something US Mojo UK pickups. I, I do have to admit I look that I like that gold foil aesthetic. It does look pretty sharp and charming. I I do you know what? Where is it? Ever since I did it on my uh Jazzmaster though. Mhm. I kind of only want to see white switches for the rhythm circuit. On Jazzmasters. I'm like bugged when I see the black switches now, even though that's the default. Or we'll hide this so everyone can see it. I like the white switches and the white rollers a lot better. I think it's just a cooler look. But, you know, what's, that's me. What's interesting is I'm looking, I don't actually see this um, pickup on there on the. Um, like Mojo pickups, I don't think currently makes this pickup. Interesting. They've Maybe got, it was a custom they, job they make, or something. They make gold foils, but not one with this uh, that pickup cover right now. Interesting. What is it? What does their gold foil cover look like right now? They've just got a bunch of them, but it, not that one. I'll have to check it out later. So it might be some. I don't know if it's a custom job or I don't know. Maybe they uh, they ran out of them rotate them through or they changed it up they got a lot of really cool looking pickups on here though i'll have to check them out i've talked to those guys at uh at events i think they were at gear fest two years ago i was talking to mojo back then uh-huh. and that was so long ago all right uh do we want to talk about the album now oh yeah let's talk about the album we've got an album to talk about yeah Big surprise this, uh... here it is it is by Muse. Yeah, we, it's uh, Black Were you Holes and Revelations. By, were you amused um, by this album, Steve? I did not take notes again. Oh, great. But that's okay. Um, I, got, I actually had a pretty good feel for this album. I didn't realize like all of the hits were... This This is a very like front-loaded for hits until the, the last track was a big hit off of this album, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, but um, th- this album is for me um, suffers from a thing that I think Muse um, Here it comes. does sometimes that they're bad at. Uh-oh. Um, and that is ballads. <laughs> I do not like Muse ballads. <laughs> you know what? what? They have a thing that they do a lot and they do it well and uh, they should do it as much as possible is the big galloping epic kind of thing. Yeah. They do that really great. They figured out like they figured out a secret recipe to make things sound epic. They, they, they've come up with an epic sauce and they throw it into every recipe. It's like Sriracha. They figured out the recipe to Sriracha and they're just squirting it all over almost everything that they do. And whenever they deviate it from it, it's like, oh, yeah, you guys aren't really all that great at other stuff. There, there was one song on here I wish I could – this is the one song I wish I would have taken notes for because I want to say I want to say it's the song Invincible mm. um, is one of the ballad uh, – okay, Grant – I'm going to respond to the live chat. Grant from Big Ear Pedal says, have you ever heard Unintended? Muse is good at very unintended is a great um I'll say unintended is a great uh Muse ballad. They they do I shouldn't say like their ballads are all bad, just that this album is like where I feel like their ballads started feeling a little too self-indulgent. Mm. Um there are this is the transitional maybe it has some transitional songs on it that start sounding like other later songs of theirs that were released as singles that I didn't think were very good. Um, but anyway, what I was saying, I, th- I think it's a song invincible, um, that, um, that for about the first like two minutes of the song, I'm just like, uh, can this be over yet? <laughs> and then like halfway through it transitions into like a completely different feel. Mm. 
And it was just like, I just felt like, oh, oh, this is what you're doing. Like if this, it's like a whole mellow front end and then it just gets like super intense. And like, I was like, I really enjoyed I it. I can relate to having a mellow front end. Wow. <laughs> what do you think of this album? I took a lot of notes. Uh, uh, I thought you might. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, one of my first notes was Radiohead plus an ar- arpeggiated keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's basically what's going on here. And then I, and then at the end I followed up. Um, I've upgraded my opinion to more listenable Radiohead. <laughs> 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 well, I, I'll say one thing for for Muse, um, and this album has has its spots with it. Uh, again, not as much as I think like uh, Origin of Symmetry did, which was the first album that I was really familiar with, or or Absolution did, which was just like has some just big big songs on it. Um, but Muse, uh, Matt Bellamy is really good at utilizing fuzz in like mm. a modern context. And and so that's, that's one thing I will say I feel like about for Muse is I forget about them a lot. Um, when, when we talk about like, they don't forget oh, about what, you, Steve, they're always thinking like, about what, you. What guitar music are you listening to? Whatever, whatever. But I think Matt Bellamy does a lot of really interesting things without, doing the guitar music things that everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. whether that's you know like people say like oh yeah like uh you know 2002 2003 whatever 2004 jack white brought brought back the electric guitar but he brought that's the whole thing is he brought it back like he just started doing something that a bunch of people already did sure even like the you know going the opposite of the white stripes would be the black keys i guess um, and you it's, can't really and, say the black keys are the opposite of the white stripes. Yeah, because it's white stripes and black keys. No, and but they kind both, of like live in the same space. They're both <laughs> like two member bands. They're both two member bands. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but but it's all, you know, the, the black keys are another one that they have a lot of like uh, riff notable songs. Sure. Um, but they're also like kind of throwback like, oh, I've, I've heard this before. I heard yeah. this. You know, this is the this is a modern take on the stuff my 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 parents might have listened to. Not my personal parents, yeah. but someone's parents. For being so simple, and also being in a song that's just beat to death on the radio, uh, the last the, the the like the melody lines of the guitar lead in the last song uh, was it Knights of of Knights of Sidonia. I mean, it's fun. It's a really yeah. fun sound. They've got this hard fast vibrato effect over everything that is just like when you hear it you're like oh okay that's yeah that's a melody line but when you really sit there and listen to it, like this is a fun sound they're like they're doing some fun tonal stuff here and even though it's a very simple line it's effective and i think that's really uh my takeaway with a lot of these songs is just how effective they are at making an epic sound that sounds huge and sounds like you're riding on the back of like an electric unicorn through a purple lightning storm with what is essentially very basic playing. Like it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, a handful of collections of very basic techniques and very basic kind of melody lines and, and note clusters and whatever, however you wanted to find it that just come together in something that feels huge. And there's, there's, always just something brilliant to me about songs that can accomplish a lot with being kind of conservative and kind of pulled back. Cause it, you, you tell yeah. any, you know, modern guitarist like, Oh, come up with an epic part and they're going to dial in this crazy metal uh, tone. And they're going to play uh, a part. <laughs> they're going to play scales up and down the neck or whatever and do all these gymnastics. And that's not what you need to sound huge. Like, they they're making huge sounds here with songs that are performable, you know. <laughs> and they sound like they can sound kind of very busy, but when you really listen to it, it's like, no, this is this is just a simple like technique sort of thing that that works. Yeah, apparently, Knights of Sidonia was was inspired by Telstar by the Tornadoes. Oh, that's wonderful! I could totally get that. 
Matt Bellamy's yeah. dad was the rhythm guitarist, was like the original or one of was the rhythm guitarist for the tornadoes on that no track. No kidding. Yeah, so that's uh that's kind of wild. That is um, wild. Which I didn't know that was one of the things I actually thought was really kind of interesting about this album as a whole, too, is that um now I've got to listen to more it, muse now that I know there's a connection to a song that I like. <laughs> Is at the end. Um, there is um, um, the last couple tracks I thought were like super like surf inspired. I want to hear Muse cover Telstar now. I bet they would do a bang up job of that, like a straight cover of it. I bet it exists somewhere. I bet they've got it on a demo reel somewhere. Muse covering Telstar. Drop it on me if it exists, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would be I would be surprised if it did not exist. So like most things I didn't know a lot about this band going into it. And yeah, I, this was a this was a tricky pick because I tricky again, pick, I've heard, Steve. I've heard well no, I mean like cuz I I was going well one because I was kind of time crunched this week. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to pick something a little shorter. The other album I was going to send you was like almost 80 minutes long. Jeez. Thank um, you for your service not doing that. <laughs> Next time, next time, maybe. <laughs> um, but it, it was kind of awkward because this is a band that I've, I'm like really familiar with all their radio stuff. And I've listened through a couple of their albums. I just don't know. If I've listened to this album, it's been a really long time. It's been a while. Yep. Oh, that's an album we should listen to. It's been. <laughs> that's another album we should listen to. So what I was going to lead to is that going into it, I didn't know much. And yeah. as I was listening to it, I made this comment. Uh, oh. Where is it? Uh, yeah, these guys want to be in a mo in movie soundtracks, as I commented yeah. that. And then I wrote, has there been a Muse James Bond theme song yet? It seems like a no-brainer. And so I Googled it real quick. <laughs> Turns out they were in the running to have one of their songs, not off this album, but a song that they put together, and it got replaced for Skyfall. Because wasn't oh. it, wasn't it Adele that did the Skyfall theme? I think so. And so I went and I there's all these posts on YouTube of that song and people making like you know uh, little trailers and stuff with the song. And I listened to it, and this was my note: listening to Supreme, Supremacy, which is the name of the song, the song that could have been in Skyfall. It's hitting mm. Bond themes for sure, but there's something about it that just isn't quite right. It's too on the nose, I think. Like, they put a lot of Bond elements in there. And actually, there was a song on this album. The last chord in the song is the James Bond, like, uh, like augmented E minor or oh, whatever. Really? <laughs> like, they hit it perfectly. Like, they're trying. They're trying to do James Bond so sounds. Uh, so it was funny to me that I made that connection and then it was something that actually was in the works and happened or was going to happen. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought their bond song that they were trying to get in there was just, I think it was too over the top where you think about the song that got used by Adele. And, uh, I mean, dude, they got Adele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the song supermassive black hole. Oh, that's a fun uh, one was uh the was um the uh song used for the baseball scene in the twilight movie i'm not sure which one one of them oh yeah the that one. that scene that i totally remember because i've watched those yeah movies. uh well you know anything any movie that has a sport scene in it especially a sport that i know well i'm like i gotta watch this <laughs> It's it's pretty bad, <laughs> as you can imagine. The, basically, the whole premise of it is is uh, you know they're in the Pacific Northwest and they're vampires, so they're all super strong. Of course, uh, so they can only play baseball in a lightning storm to make it like they to can make only it more interesting, or they can only play baseball during a thunderstorm because they hit the ball so hard it sounds like thunder when they hit it. So if they're if they play like when the, when the sun is out, well they can't play when the sun if is out. If you were hitting all... it that hard, wouldn't it just mean that you're disintegrating bats and balls and stuff? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like pro baseball players are hitting that stuff, you know, close to its physical limit, anyways, right? 
Yeah, I mean, if you hit a ball enough times, you can like destroy it. Right. Um. But you know, professional baseball players go through like thirty balls a game because they're they're constantly replacing balls. They're always swapping their balls. They're always swapping balls. They're always on the hunt for new balls over there in baseball. There we go. Um, <laughs> is that something? Is yeah, that a I, joke? I think I actually think um, earlier. I'll, I'll say this last thing, and then we can. We probably need to move on. But I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I think there are some definitely some earlier muse that you might lo- find more interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna have to dive on them. Uh, I mean, some of their songs are just kind of corny, but in a fun, yeah. fun way. I like corny. I like fun. So yeah, maybe I need to finally give this band a chance. I think I was turned off to them early when you know they started getting talked about back right. in the early 2000s in our friend group, and I was like, Ugh, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I like my, I, I, I like my own stuff. I, I'll say also, I think that they are a. Um... They are a band. I'm trying to remember the song. I don't really remember a ton of songs off their very first album. Um, but their second album, the opening, tr- not the opening track, it's like halfway through. They're Matt. So, Matt, one of the big hype things with Matt Bellamy as a guitar player is he's um, the uh, guitar player that got really well known for integrating a chaos pad into his guitar. Ah, okay. So a lot of those like arpeggio, what well, sounds like like you said, like arpeggiated keys, is actually chaos pad. Yeah, that word that I couldn't say, arpeggiated. Yeah, um, they're uh, chaos pad, already. and then gotcha. um, uh, I'll ha- I'll send you I'll, I'll send you a track that, like I said, I think they're one of the bands that really does. Uh, excuse me, they do fuzz. I think really well. In a way that's yeah, like you mentioned not that what every other like it's not that's classic. Not what fuzz. I do with fuzz, it's not it's not <laughs> Hendrix fuzz. It's not these different things. It's the fuzz that everyone who has ever had a fuzz factory goes. I don't know what to do with this thing. Right, like, right. Muse, they destroyed Muse crazy fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they figured it out. So that's that. You get to pick next All week. Right. I yeah I got to figure out the album for next week. Hey, we've got another sponsor. We were supposed to do that first. Oh, we do. Uh, oh shoot, Chase Bliss Audio. Oh, they make oh, pedals oh, more creative than you could ever hope to be. It's science. Check it out. You'll never be more creative than the Gravitas yeah, or the Total Recall <laughs> or I'm not stopping this song. I'm keep going or the Thermae. Or <laughs> the blooper, which but I used not in my the recent. Spectre. Not the Spectre. Don't ask about the Spectre. It's a flange and it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah, I used the blooper in my recent uh, uh, road case video. I ran a base six through it. I didn't do any of the crazy stuff that you can do with the blooper. I just used it as a standard looper, which it can definitely go. totally be. It can just be a totally usable, normal looper. But then at any time, if I wanted to, I could hit a button on it and get into super freaky, crazy, maxed out, weirdo world with it. I love that pedal. Super freaky. Super freaky. Also, Chase Bliss is, uh, they're launching that automatone now. Oh, yeah. If you want to have the coolest pedal on the block, you got to go check out the automatone. It is basically a, you know, an automatic servo loaded, uh, like, console looking pedal that does all sorts of crazy stuff because it's a chase list pedal it's a preamp it's an eq it's a fuzz it's it's an overdrive it's crazy and you get to watch those sliders dance all over the place when you scroll through presets and whatnot i was watching a video the other day where someone had it hooked up to a midi controller and it was moving through presets in a predetermined pattern causing like a step filter sort of sound it was incredible to watch and it made a really cool sound. So yeah, go start watching videos on those things just to entertain yourself. They're buck wild. I ranted there for quite a while, Steve. I've gotten good at just talking and talking. You have anything to say about Chase Bliss? <laughs> Digital brain. Analog heart. Analog heart. 
Jaspisaudio.com. One other thing right now, uh, moving on, is uh, let's do a little housekeeping. Housekeeping! I want to say a big thank you to Robert McDowell, who's joining us at the bragging rights level. That's the $25 level. Um, Ridiculous. But if, uh, Ryan will send you a shirt once I get your address sent to him, <sighs> along with all the other addresses I need to send him and also shirt sizes. Yeah, I thought about oh, hitting dang. you up for that today, but then I realized you already said you were super busy and you probably didn't have it in front of you. Yeah, Please my, my, send it my to job's me. My has been nuts. But anyway. Send um, it to me like tonight you know, after this, and I'll, I'll get those out tonight. I'll you know, if, we, uh, if the Patreon picked up, uh, I could quit my job. I mean, if just it, it, just if it really picked up. I mean, if every if every person who listens to this show pledged a hundred dollars, no, pledged ten dollars a month. He's doing the math. Now I guess I couldn't quit my job, but I but we because <laughs> you got to still share it with me, Steve. That's the thing. But we no no. But I'm saying so. Even if we took that and then we split it in half. It'd be it'd be close, right? But then we got to have money left over to actually run the show, Steve. We can't just That's pocket true. all that That's money. True. That's true. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, if anyway. every if everyone who listened to the show did a five dollar Patreon to us, like it would be life changing. Like it, one dollar, man, one dollar would be life changing for us. If you, anyway, if, if you, you want to support, if you want to support the show, head to patreoncom humcast. Or you know what? Like, if you don't have any cash, I know times are tough for a lot of people right now. Yeah. Um, just keep listening. Uh, send us if you see a, uh, an ad, you're shopping Reverb or something. You see an ad that you just think is goofy, uh, screenshot it and send it to us. You yeah. Know, there's lots of ways to support. We're actually we've only got like uh, six songs left in the song bank for the audio uh, audio f- uh, version. So send us uh, send us your original recording at uh, 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com. I also want to mention, I haven't had time to reply yet, but uh, that new Patreon, Robert, he sent us a nice message through Patreon, and I looked at it on email the other day, uh, and he was just uh, asking if I knew about the band The Ghastly Ones, which is a, mm. a surf revival band. I think they started in the 80s or the 90s or something like that. He's asking what I thought about them. The Ghastly Ones are incredible. They're a huge influence on uh, how I approach surf guitar uh, when I had my band being active and whatnot. Uh, they're kind of the forefathers of the modern uh, take on horror surf, if that's the thing. So, yeah, anyone listening right now, go check out the Ghastly Ones if you want to go listen to a modern, very fun surf rock kind of take on things. All right, where are we going next, Steve? The next, the next ad? We're hitting that last ad. This is a Vox Invader. It was sent by Seth Cromwell. Man, this thing is. The great, 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 great grandson of Oliver Cromwell. This is a rare vintage Vox V262 Invader Sunburst 1966-1967. Pick a year. Oh, I know. This was built during Christmas 1966 and wasn't complete until 1967. About this listing, made for only a very brief moment in 1966 and 1967, the Vox Invader features a bound carved top and contoured body, similar in appearance to Moserite guitars. It also includes onboard 9-volt battery-operated special effects, a treble and bass booster, Distortion, repeater, wah-wah, and an e-tuner. A repeater? Does that mean a delay? I believe that would be a delay. Fully functioning and in great shape for its age, just like data. Professionally set up and ready to play upon arrival. Cosmetic condition uh, is great shape for its age with minimal wear. Medical wear. (laughs) Uh, Various minor nicks and dings, surface scratches, and some mild weather checking. The pit guard has shrunk somewhat, so not all the screws line up with the holes anymore. Down by the input jack. That happens. I don't even see the input jack. Uh, I, oh, it's on the side of the body. There was a photo of the pit guard uh, shrinkage, and I didn't grab it. But, yeah, it, th- these old cellulite uh, or celluloid pit guards do shrink over time. Yeah. And it becomes okay, a pain I, in the I, butt. I see it now. Um, um, basically, there's a bunch of really neat description things here. You guys look at it. Uh, uh, audio, just go check out the notes. Um this is this is probably um I want to say this is one of the cleanest examples. This doesn't have the original trim. Uh so the original no. trim bridge was uh replaced and replaced with a uh Bigsby. 
But the big space is a great fit too. Like, it does. It looks, it looks good. really sharp on this, and it's probably more functional than the original trim, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's got that. Uh, you, you see the bottle opener looking thing over the bridge. That's a wah that you mm-hmm. manipulate with your palm. You rest your hand on there. We covered, uh, we, we explored that concept in a very early episode of the podcast, like first year or something like yeah. that. And I've always thought about it and wished I could play one. I've watched videos of people using them. It looks clunky, but it Ryan, does look you, fun. You can play this one for only $2,500. Yeah. Vox guitars. I really wish that there was a good reissue company of a lot of their concepts right now um yeah i and and I, by good reissue i mean like elevated like kind of what harmony has done with harmonies where they've elevated them to be you know like a boutique playing instrument i want to pay fourteen hundred dollars and get a version of this guitar that's a modern player not with all the uh you know funky effects and stuff but that shape is awesome. It's like a re- it's a re-reversed Moserite <laughs> sort of concept. Yeah. It's just yeah. stunning looking. This is a beautiful guitar. And those pickups, I love those giant fat poles on there. Let's see if I can get zoomed in on this thing. What is it that you like, Ryan? Those giant fat poles. Go ahead and grab that audio clip and uh <laughs> make a make a drop out of it i guess but the the pickups just look really cool this is a really clean example which worries me because it means like anytime you see a vintage guitar that's really clean it means it's not really fun to play because no one played it (laughs) all these wild controls and knobs and stuff on here if i was if i was a rich dude who could just buy stuff on a whim Mm mm-hmm I would have a lot of guitars like this in my collection just to have them on the wall and have, you know, like a little museum of curiosities. You got anything else to say about it, Steve? No, man. I I just really, you know, there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. 2500 is pretty steep for yeah. our budget. I have no idea what standpoint. it's worth. Maybe in this condition, yeah. this clean, it's worth that to someone there's not a lot of like famous Vox players out there. Like I can't think of anyone that I've seen playing this model guitar. Like I think the, the teardrops and the phantoms are the ones I think of when I think of like famous Vox guitars, you know, uh, but yeah. still like this shape and this execution is just beautiful. So that's my take on it. No idea if it's a good deal. It's probably a bad deal. Don't buy this at this much money. I mean, it might be. It might be amazing. What if these are worth eight thousand dollars? You could flip. Yeah, it. I don't think that's. I don't think it's worth eight thousand dollars. All right, you want to tell uh, the audio listeners about the song? And then yeah, the song we'll hang was out sent for by a bit. Judah John. He says, "I wanted to send you a song from an EP I released in September to see what you think." The song is called Labyrinth. I hope you enjoy it. Well, here it is. Enjoy it, everybody. I hope I enjoy it too.
has nothing to do with either fear or love. Fear and love are the deepest of human emotions. Okay, but you're not listening to me. There are other things that need to be taken into account here, like the whole spectrum of human emotion. You can't just lump everything into these two categories and then just deny everything else.